Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze. Hey everyone, welcome to Lab Rats Podcast. Today we are here with Gil Blander. Gil is the Chief Science Officer and Co-Founder of Inside Tracker. And if anyone has listened to this podcast um, in the past few months, you know all about Inside Tracker. So we've talked about it a lot. Um, Inside Tracker makes testing your biomarkers and DNA easy. Um, they analyze your body's data to provide you with a, a very clear picture of what's going on inside you um, to offer recommendations that can make you make you feel better and live longer. So Gil here, he received his PhD in biology from Wiseman Institute of Science and completed his doctoral fellowship at MIT. Uh, he's an expert in the science of aging and through the work that he's doing with his team of specialists at Inside Tracker, he's basically giving people, you, a way to understand um, their personal biology um, and providing insight into how we can extend not just our, our lifespan, but our health span. So we're excited to have you on the show, Gil. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much and uh, looking forward. Yeah, yeah, um, this will be fun. So we've, we've been quite interested in longevity over the past few years, kind of since, since doing the podcast. Um, we're big fans of David Sinclair. I read his book, Lifespan, um, which you know inspired me to to believe that the way that we think about aging and growing old is is wrong. Um, and it's, it's a very fascinating area of research. So I'd, I'd be curious to hear how you kind of got interested in this this area of research in the first place. Yeah, so uh, from a very young age, I uh, uh, suffered a death in the family. One of my relatives passed away. And instead of being uh, sad about uh, uh, her, I was sad about myself because I realized that I won't live forever. Mm. And uh, uh, because of that, I decided to study biology and try to understand why do we age, how can we delay the onset of aging-related diseases, how can we uh, improve the quality of life. So as you mentioned at the introduction, I done my PhD at the Weizmann Institute of Science in Israel. And then I moved to, his, to MIT, to one of the best labs that studied aging. And I done a postdoctoral fellowship uh, study there. Um, and then after that, I uh, realized that I can, maybe I can com contribute more to humanity if I will start my own company than being a professor in the academia that uh, publish uh, one or two paper a year that maybe five or 10 other scientists will read. And uh, that's basically the, the basic story before in Satraken. That's great. We've yeah, we've been we've been big fans of it, and um, it's uh, it's something that not a lot of people have access to. You know, through personal experience, before we found Inside Tracker, we had a difficult time getting getting that that type of data from our doctor. Either insurance wouldn't cover it, or it would be like really expensive. Um, and then, like you know, the reports that they that came out were you know impossible to read. So you guys have created these really neat reports, very easy to understand through Inside Tracker. I'd be curious to hear how, and I, and I haven't done the comparison, but how do the inside tracker, like healthy and optimal ranges compare to what you might get from your doctor? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question that uh, I get asked a lot. Um, so first of all, the data that you receive from the, uh, your physician is much more limited. So there are some blood biomarkers that we are testing that the physician is not testing. Example can be cortisol, the stress hormone. Uh, testosterone is not always uh, tested, uh, uh, the sex hormone. Uh, markers such as RBC magnesium that ref reflect the real magnesium level that you have in your blood. Uh, markers such as creatine kinase, which is a, muscle, a marker of muscle damage. Even ferritin, which is a marker of the amount of iron that you have in your blood or the uh, available iron that you can load onto the hemoglobin is not something that get tested by uh, uh, most of the physician. So starting just by the quantity of marker, that's one uh, difference. Um, the other difference is what you get from that. Because uh, basically, okay, you get the data, usually what you, you, you do the test with the physician, and then he sends you a letter that says, hey, all is good, and that's it. What we are doing with that, we are taking that data, let's assume that we'll use only the data from the physician, and we are uh, building a, a range that is not only the normal range, but the optimal range. So normal, I, I always say it's boring. Optimal is cool. 
So let's try to find what is the optimal range for you based on your age and gender and ethnicity and athletic activity and all of that, because it doesn't make sense that all of us will have the same range, whether we are young or old, athletic active or a couch potato, male or female, Caucasian or African American, all of us have the same range. So we build an optimal range for you. Mm. Okay? Then, based on that, we combine all of that data to get together and uh, based on your goal and your demographic information, we are building a plan for you of what food you should eat, what supplements you should take, what exercise you should do, what lifestyle changes you should do in order to optimize yourself. So all of that is not happening with the primary care physician, not because they, are, they don't want to do it, because they don't have the knowledge and they don't have right. the time. They have 15 minutes with the patient. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and their incentive is to sell you a drug and not uh, tell you to eat more avocado. Right, right. There's not, a, there's not a lot of whole, not a lot of profit to be made in, in avocados. Yeah, and, also, and also it's not what they train. If you look at the average physician in America, uh, the training of nutrition that he have during his uh, school is less than 20 hours. Wow. That's a, you read one wow. nutrition uh, uh, book and you have more uh, nutrition uh, uh, training than the physician, uh, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, we have both gotten a lot of good information from like our inside tracker testing, and it's it's so it's such a, a, a vast difference between you go when you go to your medical doctor, you get back a report, and it's like good, 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 good. Yeah. Maybe one's lower, and it's like you could improve here, but it's like you don't know what to do, you don't know how to improve it. Whereas with inside tracker, you get a few tips a few tweaks you can make and, and and those are based upon your lifestyle. Like, do you want to, I know when you go through the app, I think you have different lifestyle options. It's like, do you want to improve strength? Do you want to improve aerobic activity? And there's all different sorts of uh, lifestyles and you can kind of pick what's specific for you. So it's really cool that you can build this kind of program around individuals. But um, I guess I'm interested in why you, like you said, your interest in longevity started from a child and there's a lot of different routes you can take with longevity. Like you could have gone through, you know, the nutrition route, teaching nutrition. You could have gone the coaching route, like teaching fitness, because those are all things to improve longevity. So why, why Inside Tracker? Why, why make a company about blood testing versus just teaching nutrition or teaching fitness? Yeah, because it's it's not only blood. It's uh... What I want to do is to help every human in the world to live longer, better life. So teaching won't do that because you will teach, uh, even in the biggest university, you have a class of 500 uh, attendees. Um, Also is uh, become a personalized. So it's, I cannot come and say like, uh, I'm sure that you read the men's journal or women's journal or something like that. And uh, you see there uh, um, kale is the superfood. Yeah, kale is, might be a superfood for me, but it's not superfood for everyone. So what we are trying to do in a way is to find what is the superfood for uh, Erin and what is the uh, superfood for Andy and what is the superfood for Gil. And most likely those superfood will be different. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, we also are trying to give you uh, a, a plan that is a lifelong plan. And I really like the analogy of the car. So... Uh, I'm sure that most of your audience uh, have a car or used to have a car or have seen a car. Uh, when you have a car, every 5,000 miles you take it to the technician. The technician plug a computer into the car and the uh, computer telling the technician exactly what is wrong with the car. The technician take care of it and then the car good for another 5,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after 5,000 miles, you need to take the car again and do it again and again and again. And uh, that's basically pre, uh, preventive treatment for the car. And the research showed that since we started to do that for cars, the lifespan of the car increased from uh, 100 to 200,000 miles on average. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- what I'm saying, it's a, 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 it makes sense a lot to do the same for us as a human. Now, uh, uh, today, uh, at least as much as I know, you cannot uh, plug a computer into your brain and know exactly what is wrong. Right. So we plug a needle into your vein and ex- extract a liquid gold called blood. And based on that, we understand what's happening inside your body. Then based on that, we are giving you a plan of what you should do. And the plan is mainly nutrition, but also supplement exercise and lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, hopefully, it will be good for another 5,000 miles, but then you need to test again. We are a very complex uh, uh, machine. So because we are a complex machine, 
what is good today might not be good in six months or 12 months, so you need to test again, find what, is the, what are the issues, refine it again, and hopefully, if you will do that, you live a longer, better life. So that's the reason why I started in Santraga. So how yeah. many blood tests would you recommend your average person get in in a time period, I guess in a year? should And should everybody get the same amount of tests, or should some people test more than others? Yeah, so it uh, depends on... Uh, uh, what are your needs? So if you are a, a biohacker that uh, cannot live with one biomarker not optimized, you might need to do it a, a, a lot of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that some of the, uh, our users which are biohackers do it uh, uh, before an experiment and after. They, they are yeah. fast mm-hmm. for days, yeah. they do it before and after. Uh, very interesting result you see when you do that. Um, some other that are more like athletic active, so we, we have a lot of uh, professional athletes that are using uh, instant tracker. They are doing it, uh, let's say, uh, uh, pre-season, uh, in-season, uh, off-season, and so on. Um, and then you have, uh, let's say, the, uh, the normal person, let's say myself, I don't see myself as a... a so, so someone like me can do it between four times a year to once a year. Fourth time a year is someone that really want to to be sure that everything is okay and find issue where they are when they are very small, and someone that is more laid back can do it once a year and still get a lot of value from that. What we also have seen, uh, it's an unpublished data that we have seen uh, that our data science team done, that there is a correlation of uh, testing more and better improvement of biomarkers that are out because you have more feedback loop. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's very I like to give the analogy of going to the hygienist in the uh, dentist's office. So I'm sure that all of you done it. Right. And a week before you go to meet her, you start to floss and brush your teeth and all of that. Two days after you continue and then you stop. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I, I think that when you have more checkpoints like that, that's keep you on the heels and uh, yeah. make you more excited. So what we have started to do at InstaTracker, we understand that you cannot do blood tests every day. Um, so And the blood test is a big uh, excitement, as the two of you said. It's like a mountain. I see it as a really mountain of information and excitement. And I, I know that even for myself, when the day that I receive the result, I'm very scared. What I will see? What, uh, it's right, like a, right. a, a, a doing an exam at school. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what am I, have I failed? Have I passed and all of that? But then you have this mountain, and let's say that you are doing it every year, then you have a, a gap of a year, and then you do it again. So between that, what we've done, we introduced those guys, Fitbit and uh, Garmin, and now we're working on Apple Watch, that can give you more information. The information is resting heart rate, and deep sleep, and REM sleep, and total sleep, and other, that can give you a, a small hills between. So basically, you have the mountain, then a lot of small hills, and another mountain, and small mm-hmm. hills, and another mountain. And that's keep you in the feedback loop. Yeah. And because we receive the data every day for the data from the fitness tracker, we can come and tell you, hey, Andy, uh, we realized that last night you had a crappy night. Don't worry. Uh, we will help you to prepare you for this night. So uh, at 8.45, don't forget to wear your uh, blue light glasses or whatever. Right, right. Um, and that's allow you to receive some uh, 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 notification, information, uh, tips between the big mountains. And we see that it's working pretty well. Our uh, um, users really like the, those uh, pro tips. We also uh, started to inco- incorporate check-in. So uh, you have a plan. Let's say that you have 10 items in the plan. A lot of them are food, some exercise, some supplement, and so on. You check in for them. But to make it even easier, when you have a, a fitness tracker, if one of your intervention is to run half an hour a day, we don't need you to tell us that you've done it. Your fitness tracker telling mm. us that you're doing it. So we can tell you, hey, Andy, great job. You, you yeah. ran a, a half an hour today. Or not a great job, you haven't done it. Right. Um, so so I, I think that uh, because humans are... Uh, it's not nice to say, but we are a, a bit lazy. Everyone is a bit lazy. And uh, actually, the in, most innovative people are the laziest. So I can say that I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm the most innovative, but I, I can say that I'm lazy and not be shy about that. Uh, we want to, why should I waste time to check in for running if, I, uh, if my uh, Fitbit knows that I ran? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are trying to give you a lot of tools that will allow you to 
get a lot of value from us without you doing too much work, if it makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, I, the, the technology is amazing and like the implementation of the trackers. We're, um, we've been big on tracking our sleep because um, that's something that I think is missed a lot when it comes to health. You know, a lot of people are big on nutrition and exercise, but a lot of people will, will forego sleep to get exercise in. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's all these consequences with sleep. So from the data you've seen, um, and in your research, how have you seen the connection between sleep uh, or lack of sleep and aging? Yeah, uh, it's definitely sleep is very important um, because uh, it's like the chicken and the egg in a way, uh, if you look at that. Because uh, good sleep is important for uh, 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 good biomarkers, but also good biomarkers are important for good mm. sleep. Uh, for example, let, let's take the stress hormone. Okay, when you are stressed, you you sleep. Uh, your quality of the sleep will be lower. But when your quality of sleep is lower, you will be more stressed. Right. Uh, right. When you don't sleep well, there, there is a lot of research that shows that then you eat more because you are uh, uh, tired. Uh, the level of uh, uh, glucose and uh, uh, testosterone are influenced by sleep. Um, so, so there are a lot of uh, a feedback loop uh, between sleep and, uh, and the other biomarkers, and a lot of those biomarkers are very important for uh, longevity because uh, sleep is a period that you, uh, in a way, clean your brain and uh, uh, regenerate uh, uh, the, the, the cells in the body, and it's very important, and the, the heart, for example, uh, is uh, the heart rate is going lower. Uh, and uh, again, if we are going to the analogy of the machine, uh, yeah, think about a car that running on a, a 5,000 RPM for a, a 80 years or 100 years. It's not good. The car needs to rest a bit. So the sleep allow our engine, in a way, our heart to to get lower. So so there are a lot of uh, uh, definitely the sleep is uh, crucial. Uh, good sleep is crucial for longevity, mm -hmm. no doubt. Is there anything that you do like specifically in your routine, like leading up to bed to try or like things that you have found most success with, with getting you to have that adequate sleep, whether that's helping you fall asleep faster or just like staying asleep for a full night without waking up? Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot. Uh, actually, uh, maybe I can write a book on sleep. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the blue light blocking glasses, yeah. which yeah, we Yeah, no, that's an example, yeah. So, so um, let me start with a few tips uh, about sleep. So okay. first, the sleep consistency is so important uh, uh, to go to sleep, to try to go to bed at the same time. And I, I know it's easier said than done, uh, because if you have a party and... Uh, <laughs> Or think yeah, especially about on the all, weekends, you know, people... Yeah, the people, weekends yeah. are a big problem. Uh, but also think about all the shift workers, that they are mm -hmm. uh, uh, the poor physicians. Uh, uh, our, uh, our generation heroes that they save us from uh, COVID, that they, 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 are, they are working day and night, and sometimes they're working at night. So, and for them, the sleep is horrible because it's very hard to, uh, uh, to compare it to... Uh, to have a, a constant uh, a sleeping time. Um, so uh, let's say that uh, uh, going to bed at the same time is uh, crucial, and I'm, I'm trying very hard to do it. Uh, uh, I'm trying to have a window of uh, like half an hour. Now I'm trying to go to sleep early, especially in the summer, because I've, I'm very sensitive to daylight in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I assume that a lot of people have that. Mm -hmm. So I, I see that in the summer I, I wake up... Uh, maybe an hour earlier than in the winter. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm not sure that it's in your age, but in my age, uh, a lot of, um, especially males, have the problem, uh, I think that one of you alluded, that uh, you wake up in the middle of the night because you need to go to the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we have yeah. that problem a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying not to drink too much in the last uh, few hours before I go to sleep, and... Uh, I don't know, maybe it's working for me, maybe I'm just lucky, but I rarely wake up at night to... to yeah, sleep, that's which good. Is, which is, because then when you wake up in the night, uh, especially people like us that are very busy and they have like 5,000 emails and you read the last email, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the, uh, five minutes before you went to sleep and actually let's discuss that in a second. Yeah. That's when uh, uh, 
uh, when you wake up, you started to think about it and forget about the night. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do again and yeah. you awake and, and go back to right. which is horrible. Um, so let's go now to all of uh, uh, the gadget that we have, all the new gadget that we have that are horrible for us, uh, yeah. iPhone and all of that. Um, so I'm, I'm trying very hard, uh, let's say around 9 p.m. to basically turn them off, or not turn them off, but leave them uh, aside and try not to uh, uh, deal with them too much. Also, my, my glasses have a, a, a blue blocking a, a, a light a cover, mm-hmm. so okay. uh, when I watch TV and all of that, it's less bad. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's great, but it's yep. less, uh, less bad. Um, and then you have all the uh, sleep hygiene, which is again it's, uh, we can discuss it uh, for uh, very long. So maintain the temperature, especially again in the summer. Uh, if you can sleep with uh, air condition, that's great. Uh, keep the temperature, uh, the right temperature. Um, Keep the room quiet. Uh, Have you ever used a uh, a chili pan? Have you experimented at all with that? No, no. Okay. What, what is that? It's it's yeah. It's like a um. It's this pad you put under your your bed sheet and it cycles like cold water through, and you can mm. set the temperature on your phone. Um, it's expensive, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that it makes a lot of sense. So maintain the temperature, but also don't make it a, 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 a too uh, too cold. Right. Uh, and I think that each person has his own temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially when you are uh, in a couple, uh, uh, one spouse uh, like uh, uh, woman, uh, one uh, spouse like uh, colder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, uh, don't eat very late. It's another thing because you, you don't want the, uh, your tummy to digest the food uh, when you sleep. It's take a lot of the blood and it's waking you up. So uh, again, I can uh, talk about it a lot. Sleep is very important, and uh, we have a, 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 even a goal for uh, our users that call sleep better. And based on that, we can uh, uh, give you a lot of recommendations because mm-hmm. also we are looking at the REM sleep and deep sleep and the total sleep. We have a lot of uh, very personal recommendation for you, as I gave in the example before of, okay, you had a problem with your sleep, we know a lot about you, so we can tell you, give you some recommendations, simple recommendations, to try to guide you to a better sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a challenge, and I think that, uh, uh, at least in my experience, and I heard it from a lot of other people, uh, uh, when you are getting older, it's become more and more challenge. So it's, yeah, uh, every that day too. that you woke up, uh, most likely, it will be better than the, than the night uh, after that. It's a, it's a bad news, but that's the reality. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I think sleep is one of those things that, you know, you're always kind of tweaking. I know we always are, and it's um, it's often used, we say it a lot, it's often see, seen as like the plug to life. Like people are like, oh, I got to get working, I got to get exercise, you know, got to take care of kids or, or whatever. And then it's like the last thing on my list is sleep, and I'll just plug sleep wherever I wherever I can get it. Um, so we've been trying to prioritize sleep a lot and yeah, we could, we could talk about sleep forever. One thing that I did want to touch on, I, I'd be curious if you had any insights in, into it cause you have exercise data as well. And Aaron and I, we do like CrossFit type work and, um, a lot of people, you know, rail on CrossFit cause people are always getting injured and it's, it's pretty intense. And I'm wondering if there is it, like, is there an, optimal intensity when it comes to working out and aging like can you exercise too intensely to the point where you're doing more harm than good like i've heard i've heard data on like marathon runners having a shorter lifespan yeah. um I, do you have any insight on, on that like yeah yeah um I, I think that it's a great question and uh, we are actually working on a paper a peer review paper that we want to submit soon and we looked at uh, uh, not not on CrossFit, because we actually published something at a, a, one of the CrossFit a trade journal about CrossFit population and the, the state of CrossFit. So we looked at uh, thousands of CrossFit uh, athletes, and, but that was a few years ago. Okay. What we are looking on right now is uh, our uh, runner population. We have a lot of them from a really elite that uh, I don't know, running a marathon in the Olympic or something like that to, uh, at, the, at the end, someone that is not running at all. And we looked at uh, what does it mean for their uh, uh, LDL and the glucose and the uh, uh, inflammation mm-hmm. and so on. 
And what we found, which is interesting, and I think that it also uh, makes sense, is that when in most of those markets, and again, we, we are planning to publish it so it will be uh, exposed to everyone, is that uh, uh, elite athletes have a much better uh, uh, glucose than uh, uh, someone that is not running at all, but you have like a dose dependence. So basically, mm. you uh, run more, you have a better glucose or a better uh, LDL or a better or less inflammation, let's say. Uh, but what is interesting that other markers are getting a bit higher in the opposite direction. Like they are more, uh, the stress hormone is higher, uh, the muscle damage is higher, which makes sense because they're running more. Um, we also looked at uh, their inner age. And uh, I assume that you know what is inner age. The inner age right. is basically a calculation of your internal age based on a, a group of around 18 blood biomarkers that we're looking at. And what we found that uh, uh, elite runner have, uh, uh, on average, their inner age is two years lower than their uh, chronological age. Uh, other runners, are, uh, uh, their inner age is more or less the same as the chronological age, on average. And then some person that is not running at all, their inner age is, inner age is higher than his chronological age. Mm-hmm. So what, what this data is showing is that uh, uh, exercise, at least running, is actually most like, mostly beneficial for a, 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 for a human. Again, I want to stress that a, a too much is too bad. So don't, uh, don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. And for that, we have some markers in this tracker that we're looking at, like creatine kinase, which is a muscle damage, and the cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and the level of the iron markers and other that show us whether it's a, a, a too much. Also, in your activity tracker, you have markers that show you if you exercise too much, a resting heart rate or HRV, or your sleep is not good. So I think exercise is great. And I think that uh, I would say that uh, exercise as much as you can, uh, but don't go crazy. I can tell you that uh, this morning, uh, I live in Boston, and we had like uh, this July, uh, that was the first day in the month that we haven't had the rain. So I took my bike and went for a ride. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I came back, I am walking now, and uh, uh, my daughter is coming in half an hour, and we are going for kayaking in the Charles. So I'm doing all of that, but it's not crazy. I'm, i I done an hour and 15 uh, biking, and I'm going for an hour of uh, fun uh, uh, kayak with my daughter. It's not like I don't exercise all the day, uh, and take yeah. a day rest. And when I'm exercising, I'm trying to do one day that it's uh, more aerobic, and the other day I'm doing strengths and uh, some yoga to... Uh, to distress. Ah, so again, have a common sense. Uh, uh, again, your body is a machine, and you don't want to burn the machine. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's I good. Think, I, Go ahead. I, I think the key is just is moving, not just being sedentary any yeah. single day or multiple days in a row. Just keep the body moving. Uh, change it up. Don't just do like the same thing over and over and over and at a super high intensity. But maybe one day. You can do something higher intense, higher intensity the next day. Still move, but could be less intense. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, keep moving and change it up. Is uh, that's something that we we have both tried to incorporate into our life and have seen positive data as a result of doing that. Yeah, um, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. You don't. Yeah, yeah. If one day you wake up and you feel like you don't want to do it, don't do it. Nothing mm-hmm. will happen. Do it tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be your same, you know, oh, yeah. I have to run five miles today. It's like, yeah, no, go out go out and yeah. kayak, go go on yeah. a bike ride with friends, go yeah. play tennis with friends. There's all yeah. types of, like, fun stuff you can do that aren't, like, fitness exactly. or exercise. Don't, 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 don't yeah. stress. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've noticed that, like, people in my life, like our um, our uncle, he's 67, and, like, he looks like he's 50. And he is just, he retired, um, he was a police officer, and then he, he retired at, I don't know, 50 mid 50s and he always moves he he from basically like 9 a.m to 9 p.m he's either like cutting lawn or or going out you know walking outside playing golf and he's just always moving from the day he retired like i feel like a lot of people they hit retirement and then it's just sitting in a chair and those people kind of age rapidly and it's 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 encouraging to see people that move and they they stay young they really do yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and there is a lot of co- uh, correlation between some of the uh, testing for aging are uh, grip strengths or uh, walking speed or uh, balance. So uh, 
when you retire, don't uh, don't sit in uh, in the chair and watch TV all the day. Do mm-hmm. something that you like, but find a way to walk and to do whatever you like. Yeah. Definitely, it's not good to uh, take the machine and the I put it put it in the garage for 20 years because it won't stay maybe 20 years so. right right yeah so i think i with exercising like sleep and nutrition i think those are three areas that people generally like know you should be doing for your health but one area that is kind of new ish in the past like decade decade or so is this idea of like a fasting or whether that's 24-hour fast three-day fast or like intermittent fasting that's become a new trend so what are your your thoughts, I guess, around fasting when it comes to long, not necessarily weight loss, but like longevity? Um, what what's the the research show on the benefits for your average person? Yeah. So so there is a lot of data on a model organism about fasting, and uh, um, I don't know how deep you want me to go there, but uh, uh, it started uh, almost a, a century ago by uh, studying rats and uh, by uh, mistake uh, uh, the researcher found that uh, when he, he fed the, uh, the rats with, with less calories they live uh, almost 50% longer okay hmm. um, and then uh, it follow up by a lot of another uh, uh, additional studies in rats and mice and in uh, uh, fish and worms and uh, even monkeys that show that uh, uh, when you cut the amount of calories for uh, those model organisms, they live uh, up to 50% uh, longer. Um, And there is a lot of uh, uh, data right now about the potential mechanism. Uh, uh, For example, what uh, David Sinclair is doing about uh, the serotonin family is one potential uh, mechanism, insulin pathway, mTOR pathway. There are a lot of pathways that can uh, explain uh, uh, what uh, uh, what is the mechanism. Also, what you can see with those uh, model organisms, that it's not only they, uh, uh, they live longer, you have also the, all the uh, markers of longevity that are becoming better. Blood pressure is going lower. Glucose is going lower. Um, LDL, or all the uh, uh, lipids uh, marker uh, uh, becoming better. Um, they have um, less uh, 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 tumors and, and a lot of other things that show that uh, they are more, uh, the brain is more active. Um, so a lot of things that showing that uh, uh, somehow the fasting making them better. Mm-hmm. So there have been starting to be some uh, uh, research in human and there is the data that actually show also in humans that some of those markers are getting better. Uh, blood pressure and lipids and mm-hmm. the level of glucose and so on are becoming better. Now, if you are asking me what is better, intermittent fasting or every other day, or uh, I think that uh, uh, at the end of the day is what is working for you. Well, I can tell you what I'm doing. I'm uh, trying to do what what is called 18, uh, uh, sorry, 16-8. Mm-hmm. So basically yeah. um, feed yourself eight hours and uh, fast for uh, uh, around 16. Uh, what I like about it is that it's pretty easy. So I have a, a specific time in the day that I start feeding myself and specific time of the day that I stop feeding myself. And between that, I definitely I'm trying to feed myself well and following insert tracker recommendations and all of that. But it's not, you don't need to think about it too much. Because if you think about nutrition, you have, a, there was a research that showed that the average person make a more than 200 nutrition-related decisions a day. Think mm-hmm. about 200. Jeez. Wow. Uh, uh, what I will eat for breakfast? When I will eat for breakfast? Uh, what will lead to a for snack? Uh, looking at a, a, a few different options. Uh, what is the quantity? There, there are a lot of things, but when, when you think about exercise, it's like, a, I don't know, the average person have, let's say, two or three different kinds of exercise, so you need to decide which one of them is going to do and when is going to do it. And maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, that's it. So because there are like 8,000 different kinds of uh, foods that are available for us, it's a very complex uh, arena than nutrition. Um, so just by uh, coming and saying, okay, I will stop feeding myself there and start feeding myself here, 
it's pretty easy, at least for me. I don't know, some other people prefer to do every other day or uh, uh, 5-2, that's fine. But I think that it's... Uh, 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 I think that it's pretty uh, good to do that. But mm-hmm. again, you need to take it uh, uh, in, uh, in perspective. Meaning, if you are... A, a, let's take the marathon runner, okay? Uh, if you are uh, planning to run a marathon at uh, uh, 7 a.m., and uh, you are uh, doing the fasting period, it's not good for you. You need to mm-hmm. eat something before uh, or during the marathon. So at that day, it's okay to skip the, the fasting. And actually, there is a data from a model organism that show that even if you don't do it every day, you still see the value. So don't uh, take it as a, as a religious. And I, I, I spoke once with a, a, a cyclist like that, that... Uh, uh, went for a, I don't know, 80 miles uh, ride and decided uh, not to eat until the after the round. That's Oof. not good. <laughs> um, so I think that, it, again, uh, uh, be uh, uh, realistic and uh, don't, 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 do, uh, don't play uh, and do stupid things with your body because it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty easy to break and it's not easy to fix. So, uh, yeah, that's a good try that's... to be careful with that. That's a good point. Yeah, we've we've kind of experimented around with that. And it comes back to, you know, personalization too. Like um I'm, I'm sure there are people with medical conditions where it may make may not make sense to to fast. Yeah. I um I generally do like a 16-8. I did do I've done two 5-day fasts. Um but I didn't work out during there. And I know there's been debate and I don't know if you guys have looked at this like on like when autophagy kicks in, like when that cellular cleansing happens, are are you aware? Like, does it happen at that that sixteen eight that intermittent fasting, um, or is that more of an extended day fasting benefit? Yeah, no, I don't think that it's the in the sixteen eight. It's more in the lo- uh, longer one. But I, I haven't uh, uh, went deep into that, so I don't want to tell you something okay. that I okay. don't want to be sure. But I, I think that it's too short in the sixteen eight mm-hmm. to do that. To, yeah, to but you, yeah, you still get the benefits of you know a lot of the other markers, and I think one of the the best benefits that I've seen from it is it just it um yeah once you get on schedule it's easy, but it prevents me from late night snacking, which is always yeah, like exactly. my problem. Yeah. It's just because I'm bored and I'm sitting down. It's that time of day where I can relax, so I just eat for no reason, and I yeah. think that probably a lot of people have that. Yeah, and and that's that's a very uh, important point that uh, everyone should find what, what is his uh, Achilles heel. And uh, Andy, I'm, I'm like you. Uh, if I sit at night, I would love to eat popcorn and whatever <laughs> next to the TV, and it's uh, basically <laughs> a junk that I don't need. Right. Um, but now when I'm saying, okay, 7 p.m., and by the way, my wife, uh, it was, wasn't easy for me because she said, hey, you, you have to join us at, uh, for dinner. And I said, oh, it's, uh, your dinner is 7.30. <laughs> I cannot do it. Uh, I, my deadline is 7. So sometimes you are, let's say, not uh, very uh, – uh, uh, it's not easy uh, to do it for um, being more social. Yeah. But, I, I think, uh, but again, you can break it, as I said, even if uh, a weekend or two uh, – or a day or two a week, you will go to, uh, to uh, for dinner just to to meet your friend. That's okay. And, right. But right. try as much as you can to stick to it. Yes, yeah, so I think I know. With like fasting, it's probably something that not as many people are into at this point, and it's it's becoming more popular. But like definitely, sleep, exercise, nutrition are all extremely uh, things people highly value and put effort into and in towards improving their health improving their lifespan and inside tracker certainly takes all these into account. Um, but I guess from, from your perspective, is there any, I guess one thing or, or multiple things that contribute primarily to our aging, like nutrition, like, would you consider that the most important sleep? Is there one or few things that primarily age us more so than other things that maybe people can focus, put their shift and focus there first? Yeah, I think that uh, it's a mix of uh, uh, of all. But uh, again, if you look at, uh, uh, um, let's say, on uh, um, scientific journals and see what are the uh, strongest contribute, contributor to aging, um, you can see that uh, uh, smoking is one of the highest mm-hmm. ones. Uh, and uh, I assume that... Uh, because you are health conscious and all of that, most of your audience are not doing that. But if someone right. is doing that, just know that uh, that's not uh, 
let's say that that's not a, a, the best use of uh, <laughs> your time if you want to live longer. Right, and, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not a, even so that when uh, 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 you stop smoking, some of it is uh, uh, reversed, still uh, uh, a lot of it is not, so mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely not the best one. Uh, another one is the um, basically diabetes or uh, the level of glucose. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, another very strong uh, contribution uh, contributor for uh, uh, let's say a shorter life. Uh, obesity is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so just naming those uh, a few, uh, uh, they are uh, uh, a. <laughs> A big contrib- contributor, and, and another one is a lack of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, th- there is a lot of data that show the value of physical activity, even when you are overweight. Still, uh, uh, even go for a walk for half an hour a day uh, can uh, do a lot. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that those four are uh, very important, but there are so many other that uh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to take it all into consideration. I think. Yeah. Um, do you personally have an opinion on maximum human lifespan? Oh, that's a great question. There was a paper that published a couple of weeks ago uh, that they, they took it in a, a completely different approach. They looked at, a, I think it was a database of a, a 800,000 people or something like that, and they look on the, on the level of CBC. CBC is a complete blood count. So basically all the... Uh, white blood cells and red blood cells and uh, so on. It's, I think that's around 15 markers, including okay. hemoglobin and hematocrit uh, and so on. And they try to uh, look, uh, develop a, a clock similar to what we build in the uh, inner age, but building a clock only based on CBC. And the reason that they done it, because they are not uh, 800,000 people that have all the markers that you need for inner age. So they try to find the uh, uh, something that is uh, uh, they can find in a public data for uh, 800,000 people. And then they done a, a data science on that. And based on their calculation, they said that the longest uh, predictable uh, lifespan of human is between, I think, 130 to 150. Hmm. Okay? So that's what they found. Um, is it, uh, is it true? I don't know. Uh, it's one paper. It's an interesting approach. Um, if you ask uh, uh, David Sinclair, will tell you that there, there is no limit. <laughs> and, and theoretically, there is a, a, I don't think that uh, there should be a limit because if we will take care of ourselves and uh, if one of your organs is failed and uh, using stem cells, we can create a new organ for you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a car. You have. A, I'm sure that you've seen... A, in one of the weekend day, a car of, uh, I don't know, 1905 uh, riding the roads. And uh, if you maintain it well, it's going uh, to run well. So maybe we can go to that uh, uh, time, but uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Another example is uh, if you look at uh, 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 the longest uh, mammals, live mammals, for example, is the whale. And I think that there is a whale that le- live up to at least 200 plus years. So if whale can do it, why can't we do it? So uh, I, I think that theoretically we can live uh, longer. Mm-hmm. And another uh, point is, if you look at the lifespan of us, the, at the beginning of the, or at the end of the uh, um, 19th century, basically 120 years ago, the average lifespan in the U.S. was around 40 years. And now the average lifespan is around 80. Think about mm-hmm. it. We, we uh, double it in, uh, let's say, uh, uh, in uh, 100 years in, in a change. So why can't we uh, increase it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we can. Uh, uh, a lot of the increase that happened so far was because of the antibiotics and the uh, uh, modern uh, 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 medical community. But I think that now is the time for the prevention and personalization. Yeah. So we we might uh, we might live uh, above one hundred. I don't see any reason that uh, the three of us will meet here. I don't know in the maybe yeah. uh, not meet together, but you will meet me at my hundred. I'm not sure that I will see you at my one hundred, and uh, we'll uh, talk again. Um, I think yeah. that's possible. 
Good. Yeah, I, like I think answer. I think this idea of like preventive preventative care is obviously this is what Inside Tracker does is all is is taking off and people are seeing the importance of uh, preventing health down the road. Like what what if I eat poor now? Like what's that going to do to my health? You know, fifty yeah. years down the road, people are uh, taking note of that, which is encouraging to see. And there's companies like Inside Tracker which are helping people actually like, live that out. Um, one question about like the the testing is how often oh i guess how long does it take to see those changes so like let's say i make a tweak in my diet or a tweak in my sleeping patterns um how how long does it take for those biomarkers to like to actually change in your blood and it probably depends on on the thing but on average like how how long do i need to maintain a habit before i see that change within my blood yeah so some of them are very easy to see and might take a, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks like a, for example, vitamin D or vitamin B12, you can see the change uh, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, other are a, a bit harder to see, and those are the biomarkers that, that, that are not connected specifically to a specific food or specific intervention. Um, so, for example, glucose. It's not like you eat less sugar and the glucose will be better. There, is, there are a lot of controlling, uh, mm-hmm. covariant that control it. Um, and that might take even... Uh, I don't know, a few months. The same with uh, the level of uh, the cholesterol and the inflammation, they are uh, more complex. So, But I would say that if you do uh, the, uh, make the right adjustment, after a, a, a 90 days, you should see a lot of improvement. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I think we're going to try to do quarterly testing because I think that's that's a solid amount of time to, to see the tweaks that we're making. Um one test that you have that you alluded to earlier was the inner age test, like your biological age, which was a lot of fun. Um, we both did it. I think I was, and I'm sure it gets more accurate maybe as you age, but like um, I was three years younger biologically than I actually was. So I'm 29, almost 30, and I was 20, 26 uh, in the test. So that, that gave me a little confidence booster. Um, I'm wondering like how do you guys de- determine that? Is that based on like, blood ranges for the average population or like what do you what are you guys looking at to determine that inner age yeah um so w- what we are doing with inner age is we are first of all we are looking at the insta tracker population because we appreciate and know that our population is a bit more healthier and more and i, I think that it will be an, a not a good service to compare our population with the data that you have from the literature that is mainly from a unhealthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, what we are doing is basically we are plotting all the data and trying to uh, find a regression line, like basically looking for the biomarker that either going up during the aging process or going down in during the aging process. Okay, so let's take for example biomarker that going up. Let's take the glucose. Okay. So we are looking at, uh, we know what is your age, and we can plot what is your glucose level and on a graph of uh, uh, your age versus the glucose level, and then uh, plot all the, let's say, the males that are like you, and plot the regression line. If you are below the regression line, that means that for glucose you are younger. If you are above the regression line, that means that you are older, okay? Then we are looking at uh, 18 or 17 more markers like that. And uh, uh, based on an, uh, an algorithm that we developed, we combine all of it together to one number, and then come and say, A and D, your uh, uh, inner age is a uh, uh, few years younger than your uh, chronological age. Uh, by the way, the majority of our users, the, uh, their inner age is higher than their chronological age. So, mm, okay. Uh, and, and I think that it's actually good because um, I'm not trying, we are not trying to say that uh, uh, Andy is really 26, even so that uh, on his driving license he said that he's 29. It's more like uh, giving you the ballpark and understanding, and uh, also giving uh, uh, people that their inner age is higher a warning call and saying, mm-hmm. uh, hey, <laughs> uh, it's a warning call. Uh, uh, hopefully, you, you took it positively and you are going to intervene and do the right thing to right. improve it. Also, for someone like you, Andy, we are, uh, uh, I don't know if you're paying attention, we are showing the size of the cord. So basically, we are telling you, hey, Andy, you are 29. Uh, the oldest that you can be is, let's say, 40. The youngest that you can be, maybe, I don't know, 21. Mm-hmm. And you are 26. 
So yeah, you are 26, but uh, I'm sure that you are as competitive as I am, and uh, you really want to be 21. Right. <laughs> so basically, giving you also showing to the end, yeah, you are younger than your uh, chronological, but, but you can still be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gil, would you share what your um, biological age is, and if it's like, have you been able to change it over time, or is it stayed yeah. fairly consistent? Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, tested inner age, I would say, for... 20 times, maybe more. Okay. Uh, and I have a very nice graph of, uh, and sometimes my inner age is younger, some, uh, 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 let's say, uh, sometimes is uh, uh, older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with time, I, I started to manage it better. And uh, <laughs> uh, um, our team always laugh at me that uh, when my inner age is going higher, I'm changing the algorithm just for me to be younger. <laughs> 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 I'm not doing it. Uh, I, I believe that the science should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a uh, 51 and my inner age right now is a uh, 47. So it's oh, not nice. much younger, but, uh, I, uh, but last time it was even better. So last time I, I think that I had like a Delta of six years. And when I've started, I, I had some times that uh, my inner age was like 10 years older than my chronological age. Oh, wow. hmm. and let's say that he is a uh, piece me as, as much as his piece, the, uh, the users, but it's great. I, 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 I'm strongly uh, a strong believer that uh, uh, you should eat the dog food that you are selling. So I'm uh, uh, using it and trying to mm-hmm. uh, feel the same emotional uh, uh, feeling that uh, our users are uh, feeling. And, uh, uh, and yeah, I think that it's a great tool for everyone to get a, a specific picture of his body without understanding what is uh, SHBG and ALT and uh, GGT. Yeah. Because it's not a, I'm a scientist, I love those terms and I understand them, but I'm not expecting everyone to understand exactly what does it mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's, and that's encouraging <clears throat> to see that later in life, you know, you're able to, to bring that down. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of everything we wanted to cover. I know we're coming up on time here. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we, we love Inside Tracker, everything that you're doing. Um, for us to be able to get access to that kind of information is just amazing. So thank you for, for everything that you've done with that and keep up the awesome work. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, thank, thank you, so you very much. much.